Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are ramping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh Uh-uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear... Hello. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to save the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on May 16th, 1951. Now, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is sky. S-K-Y. Really? You bet your life. thousand DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Roger Marks in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. again with $1,500 for one of our couples tonight. Squire, who's supposed to try for the $1,500? Well, Groucho, we invited some um, real estate brokers to the show, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Lorraine Armstrong. Her partner is a cab driver chosen from the audience just before we went on the air, Mr. Howard Jackson. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mr. Howard Jackson, you're the cab driver, eh? That's right. Must be a pretty big cab. (laughs) Where were you born, Howard? In St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Lorraine Armstrong? Yes. You're a real estate broker? Yes, I am. Where are you from, Lorraine? Are you sweet, Lorraine? uh... I hope so. (laughs) Where are you from, uh, Lorraine? I'm from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Who do you you work for? Franklin Archer, 9216 Sunset Boulevard. Mm Mm-hmm. You could have omitted that. I'm not in the market. Uh, How is the real estate game these days? Well, it's pretty good. I I don't have time to hardly keep all of my appointments. How many houses have you sold this week? 
Well, uh, my specialty is uh, renting. Oh, well, how long have you been renting? Twelve years. Well, I must say you take very good care of your premises. <laughs> you look like you have very good weather stripping. Now, suppose I wanted to rent my house to somebody else. How, how would uh, I go about it? Or how would you go about it? Well, uh, would you rent it to dogs and children? <laughs> if the dog had money, I'd rent them. <laughs> well, Mr. Jackson, uh, you're still here, aren't you? Yes, sir. Let's ride your cab for a minute. How long have you been piloting a hack? For seven years, off and on. Off and on what? The sidewalk? <laughs> what do you mean by off and on? Well, when I save up enough money, I go mining and treasure hunting. In your cab? No. What do you mean? You're a treasure hunter? Well, yo-ho-ho and a bottle of vitamin pills. <laughs> How did you get interested in treasure hunting? Well, I was looking for gold most of the time. Uh-huh. Were you successful in finding it? No. You know why, don't you? You just don't have the pan for it, that's all. <laughs> what started you on the hunt for gold? Well, a Hollywood medium here told me that if I bought into a certain piece of property in Arizona, I'd become a wealthy man. I don't want to seem overly curious, but uh, did this gold mine just happen to belong to the medium's brother-in-law? <laughs> no. You think this medium was a fake? No, I don't. Why, why not? Well, everything he told me that came to pass, uh, uh -huh. except one thing. <laughs> and what was that? Well, I didn't find the gold. Then you should have struck the happy medium. <laughs> well, what happened? Uh, why didn't you find any gold? Well, I don't know. I mined off and on for three years there. Finally, I met a man that was a German scientist from Patagonia, South America. What part of Patagonia? Do you remember? No, I don't. He didn't say. Well, why did you have such confidence in him? Well, he had a set of Mexican needles that he took out of his glove compartment, and they pointed to my mine, which was then a mile away. Then what happened? Well, we went up there, and those needles dropped at our shoelaces right straight down into the ground. And you found shoelaces instead of gold? <laughs> no. They... I went down a hundred feet. You did? Yes. And this fellow was down there all the time? Oh, no. He left me that same afternoon. Oh, and went back to Patagonia. <laughs> Have your needles ever located a mine that had any gold in it? Yes, it has. The Congress mine in Arizona. How Well, that mine's been operating for 40 years before my, my, my needles discovered it. <laughs> Could you use some needles like that in your work, Lorraine? No, I don't think so. Oh, I forgot. You're a rental agent. You don't have to look for treasure. You can stick them without needles. <laughs> well, it's been very revealing and exciting talking about buried treasure, and if these needles really work right now, they're pointing toward the big question. Because in just one minute, you two will have a chance to win $1,500. But right now, I want you to pay attention to a matter of great importance. <laughs> Groucho, tonight I'm going to be different. Every week I've been telling about the beautiful DeSoto and all the features that are new this year. Well, tonight, let me mention a few of the features DeSoto has been famous for, not only this year, but in past years as well. For example, take DeSoto's popular chair-high seats. 
Instead of low, uncomfortable seats that make you want to get out and walk, DeSoto's chair-high seats make you want to stay in and ride. They keep your body in the proper posture and give you a good view of the road and the scenery. Again this year, DeSoto has the famous tiptoe shift with fluid drive. Yes, DeSoto is the car that lets you drive without shifting. Again this year, DeSoto has big, safe 12-inch brakes. No car in America has bigger brakes. Add to these the whole host of brand new features in this year's car, like the amazing new Auraflow shock absorbers, and you have the greatest DeSoto ever built. See it. Drive it. It's now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the value jewel of the low-priced field. Let's see how well you make out in the quiz. George, uh, tell them the rules. All right. Do you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected famous ships. How much are you going to bet? $15. Here's your first question. You're going to bet $15. What was the name of the ship that battled the Monitor? The Merrimack. The Merrimack is right. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. How much of the 35 are you going to bet on your second question? 30 What explorer commanded the half moon? I don't know. The half moon. Well, it was Henry Hudson. You've dropped down to $5. $5. Now. Here's your third question. How much of the five are you going to go for? Half of it. Two and a half. All right. What was the name of the French liner that burned and capsized in the New York Harbor? Normandy. Normandy is right. <laughs> well, you're on your way again. You have seven fifty. Seven fifty is your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the seven fifty are you going to try? Five dollars. Okay. Mutineers led by Fletcher Christian rebelled against the cruel treatment of Captain Bly. On what ship did this mutiny take place? On the Bounty. That's right. The Bounty is right. And you wind up with $12.50. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Here's our next couple, Groucho. A girl from a supermarket and a married man selected from our audience just before we went on the air. Well, drag him in. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> Pauline Hill and Mr. Lewis Rich, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, folks, to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Miss uh, Pauline Hill, is that right? That's right. Uh, where are you from, Pauline? From Bakersfield, California. Uh-huh. And Mr. Lewis Rich, eh? Uh, how, how rich uh, are you, uh, Lewis? Oh, rich in name only. Well, that's, that's quite something. Where are you from, Mr. Rich? I'm from that historical old state of Virginia, the mother of presidents. There aren't any fathers in that state? <laughs> A few, I'm one. How old are you, Mr. Rich? I'm in my 87th year. Well, I would take you for about 60, Mr. Rich. You're a very young-looking man. The mother of all those presidents must have taken good care of you. <laughs> How long have you been a husband? 55 happy years. You are, you're really happy, huh? 55 years. Do you have any children, Lewis? One daughter. Any grandchildren? Two. 
Great-grandchildren? Four. <laughs> well, you're improving with age. <laughs> Any great-great-grandchildren? Not yet. <laughs> well, don't despair. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know. <laughs> what sort of work do you do? Well, I'm semi-retired. You mean you're half asleep? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, what kind of work do you do? Well, I uh, publish a, a little uh, pamphlet with about several hundred of Benjamin Franklin's sayings called Poor Richard Almanac, which he uh, published about 250 years ago and still has a large sale throughout the world today. Well, he was a great philosopher. I remember when he walked down Chestnut Street with a bun on. Or he was... <laughs> Can you slip us an appropriate quotation from the wise old philosopher? Oh, I know hundreds of them, but... Uh, the, uh, let me see. The old man speaks his nonsense with a glib tongue, but still it's nonsense. <laughs> Well, are you referring to me, you, or Benjamin Franklin? I don't know why that old busybody didn't mind his own business. That's the first time I've ever been insulted by a man who's dead 200 years. Now, let's see now. I, I've forgotten. Where, uh, where are you from? I'm from the market. Oh, well, I'll take a pound of cottage cheese, then. What market are you from? Uh... Vaughn's Supermarket, Santa Barbara and Crenshaw. Oh, and what do you do at this market? I'm a checker. A checker? Yes. What do you mean? What is a checker? Oh, a checker. A checker is... is something you move around on a board, isn't it? Oh, no. I'm someone that checks out your groceries, and your produce, takes your money. Why is the prices are so high, Pauline? Well, I think if I knew that answer, I'd be in Washington. <laughs> you don't have to know any of the right answers to be in Washington, Pauline. <laughs> Well, the other day, I paid 30 cents for a little can of black pepper. It used to cost a nickel. Mr. Rich, what would your pal, Ben Franklin, have to say about that? Oh, fool and his money is soon parted. <laughs> well, if you see Franklin, time to go fly his kite. You know? <laughs> Maybe lightning will strike twice in the same place. <laughs> Speaking of reading, have you read The Ordeal of Willie Brown? No, I haven't. You haven't read The Ordeal of Willie Brown? Well, I happen to think it's the greatest novel ever written. Of course, it was written by Arthur Marks, who, by a strange coincidence, happens to be my son. Anyway, it'll be on the bookstands next week, and I trust you'll go out and buy three or four copies. Now, in your 87 years, I imagine you've had a number of different jobs, Louis. What all have you done to scratch out a living? Oh, sold papers, peanut butcher on the railroad, sold books, sold stocks in Wall Street... Ran a hotel, traveled at selling uh, little savings banks to banking institutions. And, uh, you didn't get around very much, did you? Oh, well, I've been in another state in the Union. What's been your most unusual business experience? Running a hotel in Chicago. Well, I can understand that. <laughs> what happened there? Did anything happen there? Oh, that could, uh... plenty happened. <laughs> well, uh, during the World's Fair in 93... Three of us came from Richmond and bought a hotel there with 197 rooms, bought the leasehold and the furniture, and so we, all our money was put up, and uh, we had 208 school teachers come from North Carolina, 
We had to make a deal with them for $2 a day for meals and lodging. And the fellow that brought them there wanted to pay us with a check. And in 93, there was a bank panic on, and the checks were no good. So he went back to North Carolina to get the money and left the 208 girls on our hand. What's the matter with that? In the meantime, the creditors threw us out. We got out, and we left the girls there. And I don't know whether they're yet if they ever got back to North Carolina. Well, I wish you'd find out if they're still there, will you, Louie? Because I'm planning on going to Chicago pretty soon. Well, I've learned a lot talking to you two. A stitch in time saves nine, a two for 17. <laughs> now you're going to play your bet your life. Beat our other two couples, you'll get a chance with the $1,500 question. I can't tell you how much the first couple won, but George Fenneman is going to remind our listeners. The real estate broker and the cab driver won $12.50. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous husbands and wives. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to bet? 50 $15. Who was married to band leader Desi Arnaz? Oh, shit. Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball is right. <laughs> well, you're off to a good start. You have $35. How much of the $35 are you going to bet? $25. Who was married to actor George Montgomery? Dinah Shore. Dinah Shore is right. <laughs> $60. That's a prehistoric animal, a dinosaur. I remember I saw one. <laughs> you have $60. Here's your third question. How much 50. of the 60 are you going to bet? $50. Who is married to musician Andre Castellanos? Lily Pond. Lily Pond is right. You now have $110. You've almost got enough money to buy that market, Pauline. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. You have $110. What are you going to go for? Shall we? $100. $100. Who is married to actress Elsa Lanchester? Charles Lawton. Charles Lawton. And you wind up with $210. Thanks, and then good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thank you. We asked for couples with unusual romances to volunteer tonight, and just before we went on the air, we selected Mr. and Mrs. Charles Koenigsberg from our studio audience, and here they are. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word, and you win $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mr. and Mrs. Charles Koenigsberg, eh? Uh, Charlie, my boy, where are you from? Cleveland, Ohio, the east side. Mrs. Koenigsberg? I can't keep calling you Mrs. Koenigsberg, a beautiful girl like you. What shall I call you? Call me Francis. I'll call you Francis to begin with. Are there any more at home like you, Francie? Uh, I have six sisters. Your sisters are sick? No, they're not sick. What's the, what's the matter with them? I have... I, they're not sick. They have six sisters. You have six sisters, but they're not sick, huh? <laughs> What's the phone number of these six six sisters? Uh, it's A922222. Is that a five-cent call? <laughs> I don't want to throw my money away, you know. No, they live in Casablanca in North Africa, French Morocco. Oh. Well, cancel the phone call. <laughs> you say Casablanca? Is that where you're from, too, Francis? Yes, I was born in Casablanca. Well, what do you know? I'm an old Casablanca myself. <laughs> Did you happen to admire me in a night in Casablanca? 
uh, I couldn't go out at night then when I was home. <laughs> I was referring to the Marx Brothers movie, A Night in Casablanca. Didn't you ever see that? Oh, the movies? The movies, yes. <laughs> I, I used to be in the movies years ago until they saw some of the film. <laughs> well, tell us something about Casablanca. What's it like? Do they all have teeth as pretty as you have, uh, Francis, in Casablanca? Francis, do they all have teeth? <laughs> well, they, it's very cosmopolitan. The, the life in Casablanca is very cosmopolitan. You don't wear a veil when you walk down the street? No, but uh, the Arab people, some of them... You wear something, don't you, eh, when you walk down the street? What do you wear, Francis? Huh? I wear clothes. <laughs> well, that kills the whole trip now. <laughs> Do, do, do they have the Casbah there? Yes, they have the Casbah there, but Did I Did you ever see Humphrey Bogart over there? No, I never went there. Charlie, how did you meet this queen of the Casbah? Well, I stopped in Casablanca on my way home from India, where I'd been flying the hump during the war. Uh -huh. Oh, you were a pilot in the... Yes, yes. American Army and okay. Air American Force, Air. And uh, what happened? One of my friends uh, told me I should go down the PX in a hurry and see that beautiful blonde. And I did. And I saw her, and, well, I guess we love at first sight. But wait a minute. You say you fell in love with a blonde. How did you meet Frances? She's a brunette. Well, she was a blonde then. <laughs> Frances, is this true? Did you use chemical warfare on Charlie, my boy? <laughs> well, Groucho, when I was 14, my sister wanted to be a blonde, but she wanted to see how it looked on me first before taking any chances. And I kept on being blonde after that, and she never did. You say your sister felt like dyeing her hair, so she dyed yours instead? That's right. You're very fortunate your sister never felt like jumping off a building. <laughs> Francis, did Charlie tell us the whole story of how you met him? What did you do the first time you saw him? Did you like him? Oh, yes, I liked him very much. Why? What was his approach? Well, I, I liked him, and I... I remember I said, uh, Hi, baby, and I punched his cheek. <laughs> Why don't things like that happen to me? <laughs> now, what were Charlie's reactions to this innocent little pinch on the cheek? Well, I married him, and I came to the America, and I have two wonderful boys. <laughs> Francis, you say you have two children? Well, when you sing them to sleep, do you sing in English or Arabic? In French, I sing you to sing sleep. You sing a lullaby? Could you uh, give us a French lullaby? Right now? Well, listen, it's my bedtime. I'm, <laughs> I'm usually knocked off long before this. Les chiffons font font les petits des marionnettes. Les chiffons font font trois petits tours et puis s'en vont. And now, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> make believe I'm your brother, that's all. <laughs> My brother. Yeah. Now, where are the kids right now? Are they sleeping? Yes, they are. Are they in good shape? No. What, what's the trouble with them? They're sick. What's the matter with them? They have the flu. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> Fine, I had a kisser yet. Huh? <laughs> well, I'll see you at the clinic in the morning, Frank. <laughs> Well, it's been very medical talking to you, <laughs> Charlie, I'm sure that with Francis helping you, you'll achieve any ambition that you're after. I wish you the best of luck to both of you. You're a wonderful couple. And beautiful besides. Now, let's see how you're going to make out in the battle for the $1,500. You run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is going to remind our listeners. The girl from the supermarket and the married man are leading with $210. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected United States war heroes. How much are you going to bet? Fifteen. Fifteen, huh? <laughs> One of the heroes of World War I was a sergeant who captured practically an entire company of Germans single-handed. What is his name? Sergeant York. Alvin York is right. <laughs> well, you're off to a good start. You have $35. Remember, you are going for $1,500. Now, how much... <laughs> Back at the Casbah. How much of your uh, $35 are you going to try? $34. On April 18, 1942, a squadron of medium bombers raided the Japanese mainland. Who led this historic attack? Lieutenant General Doolittle. Doolittle is right. You're really climbing. Same for a man who did so much, isn't it? <laughs> You folks are really climbing. You have $69 now. Here's your third question. <laughs> you have $69. How much are you going to bet? Sixty-eight. Uh, Sixty-eight and a half. We'll sell You know who wears... <laughs> you know who wears the veil in that family. <laughs> One of our generals in World War II was captured by the Japanese on Corregidor. What is his name? Lieutenant General Wainwright. Wainwright is right. Well, you have $137.50. Bannerman must have been going to school the last couple of weeks. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to go for? The whole thing. Shoot the wife. What was the name of the Baltimore lawyer who was being held aboard a British man of war when he wrote the Star Spangled Banner? Talk it over. I don't know much about it. Francis got keys. That's right, Francis got keys. Hey, big kid. Thank you, Ah, uh, you wind up with $275, and that means that you get the chance at the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Daily. Now, in just one minute, I'll ask the big question, but first, here's something of interest to everyone. If you haven't had your car put in shape for warm weather driving, don't let another day go by. Take it to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer for that spring checkup. Here, factory trained mechanics will check the complete electrical system of your car. They'll check the chassis, including the steering and brakes. They'll do whatever is necessary to get your car ready for summer driving. They'll tune the engine and see to it that your car gets the proper oil and lubrication and that the radiator is drained and flushed. These DeSoto Plymouth mechanics will do all the things that should be done to give you thousands of miles of enjoyable, trouble-free driving. 
You'll like the job you get. You'll like the fair price, the prompt service, the courteous treatment, the friendly smile. All these things are part of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's service. So don't delay another day. Get your car ready for warm weather driving right away. Do like Groucho says. Friends, take your car to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And when you do, tell them Groucho sent you. Here's the winning couple, Groucho. The uh, married couple, all set for the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. Here's where French Morocco gets a chance at $1,500. Here we go for $1,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. The last European army to invade the United States was badly defeated a few days after it landed. In what city did this historic battle occur? Sorry. It was New Orleans in 1815 when Andrew Jackson's men defeated the British. I'm sorry, that's the correct answer. So that means the big question next week will be worth $2,000. Well, you lost the big money, but uh, how much did they win? $275. Uh, well, that's not hay. Uh, $275. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Sorry to Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Good drivers drive safe cars. Check your car. Check accidents. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. 
Well, in our last very exciting episode, Simple Shoe Clerk Benton Harper, alias the Winged Warrior, received a warning from a beautiful and mysterious lady with a magic wand and everything. I come to you from the land of Upaupidao. Hey. Yes? Could I hold your wand for a while? I have come to warn you, my simple little shoe clerk, that you must not, under any circumstances, go to the shoe store on Monday morning. Could I? Could you what? Hold your wand. If you go to the shoe store on Monday morning, Shtick will get you. Well, very much surprised by this information, the winged warrior immediately replied to the beautiful lady. I won't hurt it or anything. Will, will you, you forget, forget about, about the wand? wand? Right. Uh, how do you spell Shtick? S-H-T-I... Not you. Sorry. Well, finish it now. S-H-T-I-C-K. And what does that stand for? Secret henchman... Secret henchmen to injure crime killers. Well, the winged warrior obeyed the mysterious lady's warning and did not go to work on Monday. However, he did go on Tuesday. And when I got there, Shtick was waiting for me. I got my days mixed up. And while the winged warrior was in the stock room searching for a pair of sneakers, outside in the shoe store. Leonard. Yes, my dear. This is our chance. While the winged warrior is in his stock room, you will go to him and say you have been robbed. Yes, my dear. Tell him the man who robbed you has gone down the surface elevator. Yes, my dear. In the meantime, I will have disconnected the cable. Yes, my dear. And chicken man will fall. To his doom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So the evil organization called Shtick is about to launch its plot for the destruction of the wonderful white-winged warrior. No thanks to the bungling of the beautiful lady. All right, cool the editorializing. Well, for a girl with a cute shape, a magic wand, and an echo chamber, you sure were bungling. Bungling? Listen, if you'd gotten your day straight, the kid wouldn't be in this jam. What's that any of your business? What's that any of my business? Is it any skin up your nose? Uh, listen, while you're going out of here... Yes. yes. Could I fool around with a wand? No. no. Okay. Just do the course. I mean, you've got a lot of nerve trying to put me down. Look, you told the kid not to go to the shoe store, right? What does that have to do with anything? Well, the kid didn't well, know. Well, will Shtick succeed really? in their plot? to do away with me? Will the beautiful and mysterious lady from the land of Upalpidao relent and let me see her wand tomorrow? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I really thought that last couple was going to answer the final question since it did so well with U.S. war heroes. But alas, it was not to be. She was fun to listen to, though. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny. 
Have a great weekend.